Amen. All right, Acts 20. Acts 20, verse 24. says, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, as I bow before you this evening, Lord, I thank you, God, for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. Lord, I just want to thank you for these that's come out tonight, Lord, to, to worship with me, Lord God. And, and we can lift up our voices and we can sing to you. We can, we can uh, give you praise. We can testify of your goodness together. Lord God, as we come together around your word, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit, Lord, would take it and move on it, Lord God, through this preacher. I love you tonight for giving me the opportunity to do this, Lord. Undeserving and unworthy as I know I am, Lord God, you chose me, and I sure appreciate it. Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As I read that scripture there, as a phrase in there, he said, but none of these things move me. None of these things move me. And I want to bring a message tonight on the thought, I shall not be moved. Amen. Amen. I, I shall not be moved. The Apostle Paul had some situations in his life uh, afflictions and persecutions and, 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 and friends, no doubt, and family, no doubt, that turned their backs on him, and he didn't allow that to stop him from spreading the gospel. He said here in the Word of God, he said, he said, I have received of the Lord Jesus and to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. I tell you, church, uh, you got to make it up in your heart and in your soul that you're going to serve the Lord. That's this body that you have. It will try its best at times to fail you. Amen. It will. No matter how good you take care of it, it'll try to fail you. Why is that? Because the curse is on it. Amen. The curse is on it. Amen. And I tell you, if you, if you can't do what you used to do in the Lord, then find something else you can do for the Lord. I shall not be moved. That's what the Apostle Paul saying here. He said, I'm going to find some way that I can testify of the goodness and grace of the Lord. Amen. And so often we'll find ourselves not doing that whenever we have situations in our life, persecution comes in our life, re re rejection comes in your life, different things come in your life, and you find yourself getting the pooch mouth or, or saddened or, or depressed or discouraged, and you got to make it out. Listen, you got to make it up in your mind and in your heart. You know, I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what. I shall not be moved away from my calling on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, God saved you, and he saved you and left you here for a reason. Amen. That's to glorify him, amen, to testify of him, to tell others about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And real quickly tonight, I do have uh, several things in the Bible here I want to show us and, and bring out to us. The first thing I believe he was talking about when he said, I shall not be moved, and his people couldn't move. When he said, I shall not be moved, he was saying that people could not move me. Amen. Listen, listen. 
He said, I shall not be moved. And he said, you know, the people could not disturb him in the quitting. You know, when the apostle got saved, he couldn't stay in his own country. He had to flee for a little while. Why was that? Because he was a man that was out to, to destroy the churches as, as we know it. He was throwing them in jail. He was having them killed. He was standing by and watching them be stoned to death under his order. And when he got saved, all those people that was following him and, and, and saying, let's rise up and let's stop this Christianity here. Let's just, let's snuff it out immediately. And then he, he got saved and he got on the winning side, amen. But he had to leave for a little bit. He had to get away, let things cool down a little bit. But he didn't stop. He was learning. He was getting, he was getting closer with the Lord. Amen. He was hooking up with people that when he come back would give testimony of the grace of God in his life. Yeah. Amen. He said in Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth for those things which are before, I press toward the mark uh, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And, and when I read that scripture, and I say he's, he's not letting people keep him from moving. Amen. We're going to let people disturb what he was out to do. Amen. He says, you know what? I'm just going to forget the failures. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Chuck, this morning, he mentioned this morning that, that you know, uh, he wished that he could just forget the sins that God's forgiven him for, and I understand what he's saying right there. You know, but, you know, there's some things in your life that you're just going to have to say, listen, I'm just not going to let that affect me anymore. Amen. That's right. Amen. When I say forgetting some things, forgetting those things that are behind me, forgetting those things that I used to do, forget about me over there. I had a soul. Stephen stoned to death and, and, and people put in jail. He couldn't forget that. But what he's saying is, is I'm not going to let it disturb me. I'm not going to let it stop me moving forward for the Lord. I'm not be moved with God from what God wants me to do because of my past. We all got past. We all got past. And we can't, we can't stop. We can't stop. You can't let that stuff, even though it may come in your mind at times and things like that, you just got to choose not to let it uh, affect you serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. He said he wasn't going to be disturbed about his past. He's going to look forward to the future. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Listen, he, listen, people could not disturb him. Amen. People could not di disappoint him in the quitting on God. He said, I'm not going to move. Lord of mercy, if I, if I would have quit serving God every time somebody disappointed me, amen, left you holding the bag or, 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 just, or just, done you, just done you wrong in the walk of Christ. And let's all say this for God and Father. People are not always out to get you when things don't go just like you want them to go. It's so easy. And I, I am the world's worst at times of reading in the stuff that really ain't there. Have you ever done that? Amen. You make it out bigger than it is, or you or you start trying to put the, put it together and get a scenario in your mind of what's going on, and it ain't really got nothing to do with that. But I'll say what he said here in Romans 8, 28. He said, For I know that all things work together for good to them that love God. 
to them that are called according to his purpose, regardless of what people said about him, regardless of how they treated him, amen, I'll tell you what. He said, it works together for the glory of God. And if we could get that mindset that we'll not be moved, we'll not be disappointed and, and move away from what God is wanting us to do because of situations in our life with others Amen. and realize that it's all going to work out for the glory of God. We just sometimes got to write it out. Amen. Regardless, all things work together. The good and the bad. Amen. The times when you can smile and hug your brother's neck, your sister's neck, and say, I love you, Lord. And other times when you say, I don't know what in the world has got into them. It all works together. And we have to figure it out together. Amen. He said, I'm not going to be moved from it. Listen, I said, people are not going to disturb him, and people are not going to disappoint him. Amen. And, and people could not discourage him. He pleased God, not people. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I, I am so glad that sometimes you get a blessing out of my messages. I, I am. But, they, but listen, I don't preach for you to give me a pat on the back. Amen. Amen. Now, let me tell you this. There's been a lot more days that people go out the door and never say a word about my message than they have, have said things good about my message. Amen. Amen. These people uh, go out that door, and, they, and, 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 and it's not that I'm looking for a pat on the back, but what I'm saying is, is I don't get up here and preach to, to please you. I get up here to preach to please him. Amen. 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 Praise God. In Proverbs 16, 7, it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Amen. Now, I'll tell you, Lisa, she's a lot more better at this than I am about being able to deal with people. I, 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 I've got a bunch of faults, but one of my great faults is, is, is this. It wants to just say things. Sometimes it just comes out, you know, and that ain't good, Brother Rick. I really don't understand why the Lord put me in the pastorship to start with. He knew me. Amen, he knew me. I come up in this churchyard back almost 20 years ago. I was front of my truck, had a tag on it, had three heels on it, three crosses, said redneck saved by grace. You ought to know that I was going to be mouthy, right? Amen. I'm not near as mouthy as I was 20 years ago. I can say that God has helped me a lot with it, and I've learned a lot with it, and I've gotten more wiser through the years, but I still sometimes amaze myself at how stupid I sound and, and get myself in trouble. Amen. Praise God. Then I see your second thing. I, I see that I, I, Paul said, I shall not be moved. He said, none of these things move me. People couldn't move him. And then persecution. Persecution could not move. Now, I'll be honest with you, Brother Rick. I've not had to face a lot of this. But, you know, we are living in a time to where it can just flip at any minute. We think we're safe, and we, we, and we think we'll never have this problem in, in our churches and in our communities and things like that. But I'll tell you something, church. The government right now is getting posed, I believe, with all my heart. The Lord is going to let us go through, not tribulation, but some persecution. 
Because when the Lord comes back, we're going to be more than ready for the Lord to come get us, I believe. We're getting close. But the government's getting set up right now to where they're trying to police what we say in the pulpit. They're trying to police what you say in your Sunday school class. Amen. They call it hate crimes and things like that. I call it preaching against sin. Amen. Amen. I don't really, I really, in my mind and heart right now, can't think of anybody that I really hate, Brother Rick, that I just really just like to see myself choking them to the life was out of them. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't have that in me to where I have to hate. I don't hate nobody. But I will preach against sin, what God's Word says is sin, and I preach to you, I preach to your family, I preach to the visitors that come in here. Let me tell you something. I don't know of anybody that I got on the phone or this week and say, hey, are you going to be in church Sunday? Anybody here? Then I call anybody this week and say, hey, are you going to be here this Sunday? Because I'm going to have a message just for you. I don't preach hate. If it sounds hateful, it's not meant to be hateful. It's meant to be a warning. It's meant to be uh, very urgent. It's meant to take and show you what God's mind is about that and to keep it in front of us that, that we ought to go the way God wants us to go. We're to walk in a righteous way and live in a righteous way. And it's not hate. But the government's setting it up where persecution can come our way. And, but Paul said he shall not be moved. Amen. In Second Corinthians 11, Verses 24 through 27. He says, Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice suffered shipwreck a night and a day have I been in the deep. And journeying often in perils water and perils of robbery and perils by my own countrymen and perils by the heathen, and perel in the sea, and perel in the wilderness, and perels in the sea, and perels among the false brethren, and weariness, and painfulness, and watching often, and hunger, and thirst, and fasting often, and cold, and naked. He said, I, that's right. if it could happen, it's happened to me. But he said here in the book of Acts, he said, I shall not be moved. He said, they, they, these things don't move me away from what God wants me to do. The reason for the persecution was his obedience to God. And I'll say this. If you're going to be obedient to God, and you're really truly being obedient to God, you're going to have somebody that's not going to like it. Somebody's going to lash out at some point. Amen. It's going to happen. It may be a hurt feeling. It may be, it may they beat you up with their tongue. It might be a physical beating. It could be many things. He went through a list of, here, uh, uh, one, two, three, uh, three verse, three long verses of stuff that he had personally faced. He told King Agrippa in Acts 26, 19, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Amen. Praise God. In 2 Timothy 3.12, he said, Yea, in all things that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, the Bible tells us that when we live for God, it's going to cause you some persecution. Now, all persecution is not being stoned. Amen. 
But just like he was on that shipwreck, he was he was arrested. He was t- getting taken uh, to a place to be judged. Amen. And the wind blowed, and the ship broke up, and he was floating in the water for a, di- a day and a night, floating on a piece of wood or some sort of uh, 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 flotation that kept him above water. So what I'm trying to say is here, sometimes your persecution might be the position that you want at work because of your faith. They're not going to let you have it. You, those people are, are want somebody to agree and act like they act and do like they do. Then it could be at school. It could be at school. If you live godly at school, amen, you might not get, get as close with the teacher and get in with the group that's going to teach you the things that you need to learn. But I tell you what, you can't go wrong with being with God. Amen. No, sir. The results of persecution, amen, is willing to suffer persecution and willing to make the choice that you're going to become more like Christ Day by day. Amen. Listen, I tell you, persecution could, could not move him. Rewards of the persecution. There's rewards there. He said here in 2 Timothy 4, 8, Henceforth is, la- is, is, la- is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Amen. What about that? He's, like, why? Why did he not want to be moved? All these things, he said, these things are not moving. What? Why? Why? Why not? Why not? I tell you why. Because he was looking for the crown of righteousness. God promised him. God said, hey, I'm going to reward you. When you go through it, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to be rewarded. When you suffer from man and sake, you're going to get rewarded. Amen. God's going to reward you. And listen, church, it's not always in a carnal reward. That's right. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I, 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 I'm not nowhere near dead yet. But there's going to come a day that I'll take and get near that death door. And I believe at that time right there, God's going to start flipping open those things that he's rewarded me with. And I think that takes a sting out of death. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Then I say here thirdly, I shall not be moved. Persecution couldn't move him. People couldn't move him. Problems couldn't move him. Say, well, he got problems. Everybody's got problems. Who don't got problems? Amen. We all have problems. Some have financial problems. Some have marital problems. Some have children problems. Some have job problems. Some have some have some have different problems. Some cars break down, and some 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 people some people want to go on a trip, and can't never take a vacation. They, there's always problems, right? Suffering couldn't move him. Problems. Second Corinthians twelve seven through nine says, "And least I should be exalted above measures through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh." The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that he might depart from me. And, and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my firmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You know, sometimes through the suffering, God, he speaks to us. Amen. Now, I'll be honest with you. A lot of times through my suffering, I'm 
I'm so pitiful that I don't I don't listen for God's voice. Amen. I, I'm I'm in the middle of suffering, brother Rick. But if we could just stop just a minute and, and just let God minister to us, oh Lord, oh Lord. I mean, here we have here here we have Paul. He said he had a had a thorn in his flesh, and and, and, and Satan came and uh, to buffet him, and and, and that. And then he said here in verse number eight, for these things I besought the Lord thrice that he that that it may depart from me. The Lord wouldn't take it away. He said, My, your, my grace is sufficient. Sometimes you're gonna suffer. Amen. Sometimes you're gonna have situations in life, but don't let that stop you from serving God. Or who don't have problems? Who don't have problems? I mean, sometimes our problems are just almost overwhelming. I mean, death comes your way, divorce comes your way, children are doing things they shouldn't do. Uh, but you can't stop serving God. Amen. You got to stay with God. Let God's grace help you and give you guidance and give you wisdom that you can be more close to Him. And I tell you what, that's a metaphor to say. I know it. But I sure hope when it comes my time that I can have that grace. That's sufficient. I hope I can lean on that grace. That's sufficient. Amen. Amen. I know many of you have had a lot of problems, had big problems. Things has come in your life that just blindsided you. And I can't say that I know exactly how you feel because some of the things that's happened to you has never happened to me. But you know what? I see God's grace in your life. And it gives me hope. It gives me hope. When, I, when and if I have to face something like you faced, I know that it's going to help. I know it's going to help me because I've seen it in your life. And then I say here, fourthly, I shall not be moved. The power could not move him. Powers, that's old power, satanic powers. Oh, the Apostle Paul, can you imagine how bad Satan hated him? I mean, he wrote a big majority of our New Testament through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine how Satan wanted to take him out? I read a big long list a while ago of all the things that happened to him. Do you think that all those things just happened? No. Satan was behind it. Satan, he was sicking people on him. Satan had him sown. They took him out. Boy, I tell you, let me read this. I didn't read that a while ago, but anyway, I'll just tell you. They took him outside of town, thought he was dead. They walked off, got over the hill, and he gets up. Amen. There's some there still. Can you imagine the look on their face? They, what, what in the world? He wasn't even breathing a while ago. And God wasn't ready to take him home. Just right. Amen. Amen. God had something for him to do still. Amen. Satan thought he had him killed. He gets up. They don't go the other way, Brother Rick. He went back to town. <laughs> he went back to town. Let, let Satan and, and Satan's crown see what God could do. He said, I shall not be moved. These things don't move me, he says. Powers could not move me. Satanic power couldn't change him. In Acts 13, verse 9 through 12, it says, Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, Oh, 
O full of all subtlety and mischief, thou child of the devil, thy enemy of all righteousness, will thou not cease to pervert the right way of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind and not see the sun for a season. And the minute there fell on him a mist uh, and a darkness, and he went about seeking some uh, to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what he had done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. See, the Apostle Paul, he had power to overcome Satan. I'll tell you something. I'm not going to get up here and tell you to go fight the devil. Okay? Paul had something that we ain't got. He had the apostolic power. He had an apostolic power. Now, we do have the power to defeat the devil. But there's a situation the other day that, that I run across, and, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't run down there. I didn't run down there. Somebody might be filled with the devil or something like that. I'm not going to go down there and jump on the devil. I'm not an apostle. Now, I would go and pray. I'd go do what I could. But I don't know that I had the power to take and cast out a devil. Do you? Do you? Amen. you got to think about these things. And this is what comes across my mind. I was thinking about this stuff. If I had the power to cast out a devil as Jesus did or one of those apostles did, who do I want around when I do it? Because that devil's going to go somewhere. You hear me? I remember going down that hill down by Daniel High School, and you can believe it if you don't believe it, that's fine, but it happened to me. I was there. I was praying. I was worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, I felt, I know that the devil was in the car with me. Amen. I felt, I felt the creepiest, weirdest, demonic spirit come in that truck with me. I was going down that hill right past Daniel, going down the lake. Y'all know what I'm talking about, going down the lake, down across the 12 mile, down there, going down that hill. Boy, I mean, I mean, immediately I felt the, the, the atmosphere in that truck change, and, and I felt a demonic feeling inside that truck. And I started praying. I said, God, I said, I need you to protect me. The devil's trying to influence me. The devil's trying to do something to me. I don't know what he's up to. And I started quoting any piece of scripture I know, and, and I pointed at him, and the next thing I know, I felt that present leave. Now, I didn't cast him out of nobody. I just got him away from me. The man behind me there started blinking his light, you know, flashing them lights at me going down that hill, driving up on me and honking the horn, driving up on got down out of the river and crossed over, went past that swimming hole right there, and boy, he come around me, uh, swearing out the window and uh, shooting me nasty fingers and all kinds of stuff. I, I, I tell you, I said, oh, goodness, that devil done got out of my car. And got in that fellow's car. I mean, just as soon as I felt that presence leave. Now, that's a true story from my end. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. It happened to me. Paul, he had the power to cast out devils. He had the power to stop the devil. Amen. And we do have certain powers, too. And I believe if we're really right with God and we just we know that we got the armor that we need, then go fight the devil. Amen. But if you ain't got it, you be real careful. 
I'm not going to be moved from my, if I can fight him or I can't fight him, I'm not going to move myself from serving the Lord. Amen. And I see here in closing, I think perhaps some of the saddest words that's in the Bible, and I preached on this the other week, is John 6, 66. It said, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Paul said, these things don't move. He's saying, I shall not be moved. I'm not going to let people move me. I'm not going to let persecution move me. I'm not going to let uh, powers move me. I'm not going to let these things move me. I'm going to stay with the Lord. Amen. What about you tonight? What is it that, that would take and just derail you from serving God? Unless you say, it may not have, it never happened to me. I've had some mighty close brothers and sisters in, in these 30 years of me being saved that I thought would never quit serving God. But I tell you what, you couldn't pick them up out of a lineup of, of reprobate sinners today. They got out of God's house. They got away from God. They doing things in, with their life and, and stuff that's just sickening. Just sickening. And they, they said, I never, I love Jesus. I, I've heard them testify. I love Jesus. But yet, they was moved. They moved there in their opinions. They moved in their actions. Saddest words in the Bible, I believe, right here for mankind is, is they went back and walked with him no more. That's pretty foul, Brother Rick. They went back and it said, walk with him no more. Didn't say that they repented and got right with God again. They said they walked with him no more. It's done with him. Let me encourage you tonight to say, I shall not be moved. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to stick with God. It may cost me affliction. It may cost me my savings. It may cost me my very life, but I'm going to stick with Christ. I shall not be moved. We need some Pauls. We need some Pauls in our churches. We need some Pauls in our Sunday school class. We need for these young children to grow up, and when they get married, they need to have a preacher that's preached to them for, uh, for 20 years. See, that's a blessing to me, amen, to be able to pastor this church for the length of time I've, I've been here and, and marry these young people and, and give them opportunity for me to stand in front of them and, and be a part of their life and starting their family as a minister of God. Amen. Amen. And then when they have their children down the road, I'm there at the hospital with them. And they, they, they remember me as little bitty kids, little bitty boys and little bitty girls, and they've seen their pastor be there steadfast with them year after year, decade after decade, amen, through the ups, through the downs, through the surgeries, through, through home life and all these things. I've been right there with them, amen. Hey, I shall not be moved. Amen. I said this when I took this church uh, almost 20 years ago. I told those men down there in that room, Brother Gene might remember this. I said, if I take this church... I said, you've met one of the most hard-headedest people. You won't make me mad and leave. You're not going to make me mad and me quit. I just ain't going to do that. I told him that. I said, you can vote me out. 
or God will have to write it on the wall with the blood of his finger. Amen. Because I'm not going to take and pastor church on just my emotions. I'm going to pastor it with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Steadfast. Running the course. Amen. Praise God. I want to finish my course. How about you? I shall not be moved. Say it with me. I shall not be moved. Amen. Let us stand. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'd be with us, Lord, as we have a time of invitation. Lord, I pray that you just uh, help us, Lord. If anyone wants to come to the altar of prayer, I pray, Lord, move on their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. If you've got a need, you come. That altar's open. <laughs>